really, listener and viewer, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. We're coming to you live uh, from uh, sunny Tampa, Florida. Uh, every time that we do an event, we always take a day and do a lot of uh, live uh, interviews with our, our favorite guests. And today we've got a great guest that uh, I'm excited to bring to you in just a second. Before we get into that, let me say a quick thank you to our podcast sponsor. They make all this possible. Uh, and this uh, podcast is brought to you by Ashcroft Capital. Ashcroft Capital is a multifamily investment uh, firm. They target value-add Class B apartments in the Sunbelt markets and partner with accredited investors. You can visit ashcroftcapital.com forward slash Travis to learn more if you're in the multifamily space. <laughs> Today, uh, our guest is Lauren, and Lauren's from Spartan Investment Group, and uh, I appreciate you being with us today. Likewise. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, and thanks for joining us uh, here at the conference. Um, to me, uh, I, I'm so excited about the self-storage space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited about it because it's been a, a great asset class that has just had you know, traditionally very static returns that are great, not a lot of movement in the market. but. The only time you see great movement is typically in downturn or, or recessionary periods. People move out of their house, what do they do with their stuff? They gotta go put it in self-storage. Right. And uh, so I'm excited to talk to you about it today because I think it's so timely. Um, so if you don't mind, uh, give us just a brief overview of Spartan and then what you do for Spartan. Sure thing. So Spartan Investment Group is a vertically integrated self-storage investment firm. We bring in limited partners to invest alongside of us uh, passively in these self-storage offerings You know, for a lower minimum than going out and just buying your own facility. So sure. in-house, we have our operations team, we have construction company, totally under the control of Spartan. Mm-hmm. So we um, own and operate about 60 facilities all across the U.S., um, primarily in the southeastern markets, some, some belt regions, Pacific Northwest areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, at Spartan, I am the investor relations manager and I'm on the capital raising side, helping the investors with any education or uh, capital needs they would need help with. Sure, so, so if somebody's interested in getting into it, they're gonna talk to you directly. Exactly. Very yep. cool, awesome. So talk to me a, a little bit about the self-storage marketplace. Um, it, from everything I've seen, and I've only been a passive investor in one, I've never actually done it myself, but mm-hmm. I have been an LP and, and passively invested. Um, Everything I've seen is it's a very static, strong, well, you know, it, it, it's when other markets are undulating and moving up and down, it seems like self-storage just stays pretty even keel. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Yep. Self-storage is based on life events. So mm-hmm. that could be economic upturns or downturns, moving, relocation, job change, downsizing, business closing, unfortunate situations like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely, it's, it's done really well. We saw an over 12% rent growth during the COVID 2020-2021 period, wow. which was insane. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty, it does pretty well. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then talk to me about the actual asset. So what, is a, what does it tape, t- typically take to purchase one? Are you buying them distressed and then you're kind of rehabbing them and then making them perform? Like, talk to me about the process. Sure, yep. So we are typically buying distressed mom and pop mm-hmm. facilities in secondary and tertiary markets outside of high growth areas like Denver, Dallas, Atlanta, places like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are usually pretty distressed. The rates, the rental rates are usually way under market value. Mm-hmm and sometimes there's not even a website for the facility. So it's going in, adding all the marketing, branding, um, repurposing the facility to bring it up to our operational standards. Mm -hmm. 
The biggest value add is if we can add additional units, if there is a property or a parcel of land or an extra parking lot that's not being utilized properly, we'll sure. go in and add new units and increase the rental rates, add ancillary streams of revenue and, and go from there. So Very good. I've got a quick story for you. So the I have a place in North Georgia. I live in Atlanta. And I feel like you guys need to buy this place, okay? Because um, I the the guy that runs it um, still has, and I actually, it's a garage facility, but I put my boat in it, right? Uh -huh. And the guy that runs it goes out and changes the lock on the gate periodically, and everybody has a key. And then every single time we somebody changes, he changes the lock. Then you have to go knock on this guy's house <laughs> for him to give you your new key or let you in. But if he's not home, you're stuck and your boat's in oh, there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I feel like you guys should should take it over. I feel like it would be more efficient. Yeah, we would definitely <laughs> automate that. <laughs> Very cool. So um, what are your typical rates of return on these? I mean, for a passive investor. Sure. So, you know, our general rule of thumb is we would love to uh, about double your money in five years. So we okay. hold our projects for about a five-year average time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, cash flow during the projects plus the upside from the equity on, on the sale or the qu liquidity events, um, looking about 1.7 to 2.2x equity okay. multiple, sure. um, 13 to 18, somewhere in there, IRR. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. anywhere from, you know, probably our average is 5 to 8% cash flow per mm -hmm. year paid out monthly to our investors. Okay. So. Uh, a lot of our more sophisticated, savvy investors that maybe are investing in multifamily, their kind of roadmap and multifamily value add is they put money mm -hmm. in. Uh, that typically is the rehab money and there's some bank financing and then they get refinanced, they may get some capital back and then they kind of wait for the big IRR moment when the asset sells, sure. right? Uh, and they're still getting cash flow along the way. Mm -hmm. Is that a similar process for, you know, for storage units? Sometimes, so yes. Storage. So we have done that with, you know, for example, a facility in Fort Worth. Um, we bought it, we brought it up to, I think, 80% occupancy from like 20 or 30. Uh, it was great cash flow. We were able to refinance it, give all the investors their original capital back, but they're still in as full equity partners getting sure. those monthly distributions. But most of the time, um, we don't look for that refi structure necessarily. If it works sure. out, great, but we don't, we don't right. shoot for that usually. Yeah. And then your long term, you said that kind of five year window, is that typically a sale of that asset or are you typically just, um, refinancing them out or just taking out the investor in some strategic way? Yep, either or. So, you know, we pride ourselves in our optionality because we don't really know what the market's going to be doing in five right. years. It might not make sense to sell. It might be such a great cash flowing property that we right. don't want to sell it. Mm -hmm. So um, we could do, you know, cash out refi. We could do a full sale. We could package it up with other assets in our portfolio and sell all those together to a bigger operator or a REIT. So okay. we keep ourselves open for the best possible exit. You said something that just piqued my interest, and that is you said it really self-storage does well in any big life event. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I was thinking about how many people could potentially lose their homes, you know, mm -hmm. or, or downsize, or maybe they had adjustable mortgages and they got to get out of it um, because of the current market we're in. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I saw during the 2008 to 2010 downturn recession that storage units went crazy. They, they did really well. And I assume that they will, you know, in this period too. But then, you know, right on the heels of that, if there's a big, um, if there's a time where people are beginning to then buy again or purchase up, then it, again, it happens, it happens again. It's like an ongoing cycle. It is, yes. Hmm. And all that stuff they're purchasing, chances are they, their garage is already filled up, they need somewhere sure. to put it, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, what should a investor who's never invested in uh, storage units, w what should they know? What should they consider? You know, what, what are the general questions you get from somebody who's never done this before? Sure. Yeah, we get a lot of questions about the markets. You know, which markets are you focusing on? Why the secondary and tertiary? Which the reason is we don't want the REIT presence. We mm -hmm. want to be in our little suburban community outside of the REITs with the dynamic pricing where they can slash them in half any, sure. any day and then take all your customers away kind mm -hmm. of thing. So uh, why the markets? You know, what kind of cash flow does storage bring? Mm -hmm. When we are buying these facilities, they usually are cash flow day one. Okay. While, you know, they're cash flowing. They're not up to our standards. Mm -hmm. the, the rates are way under rent. So uh, cash flow, they ask, you know, when does it start? Usually about three to six months after the project begins. Um, they'll ask about the tax advantages. And we, we can take bonus depreciation through cost segregation studies on storage, just let, as in multifamily or something else like that, which sure. is great. Um, but other than that, you know, those are kind of the general questions. People who yeah. have really looked into investing in real estate, it's not too different from sure. anything else. It's just kind of what your preference is and what kind of asset you like. Yeah, that's great. Great diversification strategy. So they're mm -hmm. already in multi or already in single, exactly. you know, especially if they're investing maybe out of their self-directed IRA or something mm -hmm. like that. It's yep. just a great way to diversify yes. in, a, in a great uh, asset class. Um, how do they get a hold of you if they're interested in talking about you know the potential sure. investment? Yeah, so um, emailing investors at Spartan-Investors.com or visiting our website Spartan-Investors.com is how you reach us. Okay, you guys exist on social at all? Can they? We do. Yep, okay. Spartan Investment Group are our social channels: uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And um, yeah, we host you know meetups and happy hours and property tours all around the country that Very we cool. can meet and greet people in person. So. Awesome, awesome. Um, Last, last question here, um, minimum investments. So like, I know uh, a lot of times when somebody is jumping into a new asset class, they kind of like tiptoe in. Mm -hmm. do you is it a big giant investment or typically do you allow somebody a little bit of a runway to kind of get in and then get in on another deal? Is that kind of how it's structured? Sure, yeah, you know, our minimum is $50,000, so uh, less than some others. And then we'll allow reinvestments of $1,000 increments after that if okay. people wanted to start with 50 and kind of go up from there, especially sure. with our fund model, it yeah. makes it easy to reinvest. Really reasonable, mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah. great. I know that a lot of the other multifamily groups out there will kind of put a base at 100 or 150, mm -hmm. and so it's it's such a big step for someone who's never done it, you know, to throw 100 grand or 150 grand at something that they just don't understand yet. Absolutely, and our, you know, our target investor is just a, your everyday retail investor, mm -hmm. so they must be accredited, but um, we want to provide options to grow your wealth for these sure. people who wouldn't be able to do 100, 150, you right. know, minimums, so. Yeah, that's great. Um, as far as, uh, one more question. I, I know I told sure. you this last time. No one more. Um, appreciation on these assets. I mean, are you seeing a solid appreciation year over year or does it stay fairly flat? I mean, how, how does appreciation work in the self-storage space? Sure, it, it depends a little bit, um, you know, on the asset itself, of mm -hmm. course, in the market that it's in. But, you know, when we un are underwriting these projects, we really only underwrite small appreciation just to be extra conservative. And we, you know, usually cap rates are compressing these days. Mm -hmm. We've seen storage cap rates stay about the same, at sure. least in this environment, um, but we actually underwrite them expanding. So, you know, while they do appreciate a little bit more than we usually underwrite, it, it really just kind of depends on the market. So. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all that you do. Thanks for being a part Absolutely. of Think Really. And uh, always, for, for me, I always love putting uh, multiple opportunities in front of our mm -hmm. real estate investors. I mean, we built Think Really to really expose all of them to every opportunity they mm -hmm. have. And so 
I feel like oftentimes multi uh, or self self storage is under uh, represented. You know, mm -hmm. you typically have a couple of people that do it, yep. and then a couple of people that just keep it quiet and like don't tell anybody they do it. You know, because <laughs> yeah. it's such a good asset class. Um, but appreciate the service you guys provide. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Thank thanks for so being much. a part. Yep. Likewise, it's been fun. This episode is brought to you by Ashcroft Capital. Ashcroft Capital is a multifamily investment firm. Uh, they target uh, value-add Class B apartments in the Sunbelt markets and partner with accredited investors. You can go to ashcroftcapital.com forward slash Travis to learn more if you're in the multifamily space. Um, thank you so much, uh, Think Realty viewer and listener, for being a part of the podcast. Um, we are building this platform and have built this platform for close to 10 years now um, to be your companion. Uh, and the reason they need a companion is somebody needs to provide you data and insight and bring great, uh, credible witness to you. Um, these markets change. What you do in real estate today will most likely not be what you do in five years. And that's important because if you don't have data-driven decisions, you're going to make mistakes. And that's why we exist. We want to bring you information and great people um, to make sure that you're, you're you know, looking at everything you're doing and making the right choice. Um, opportunities like uh, self-storage and others, uh, we want you to take a look at. And there's a lot of information on our site about those things. Um, so thank you so much for being a part. If you're not already following us on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, make sure you follow us and get in the conversation with us. We want to hear your feedback on the podcast and the guests. We want to hear your thoughts on it. And we also want to hear what you want to hear more of uh, so that we can support you in your investing journey. Good luck in the days ahead and let us know how we can serve you better. And uh, good luck on your way and happy investing.